The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Welcome to The How of Business with David Begin and Henry Lopez, the podcast that offers practical advice and tips on how to run and grow your small business. The How of Business helps aspiring entrepreneurs and small business owners achieve their definition of success and overcome challenges that get in their way. This podcast series focuses on the everyday common business issues, challenges, and opportunities that face the small business owner. So here now are your hosts of The How of Business, David and Henry. Well, welcome to this episode of The How of Business. Henry Lopez with you here today and Erica Kastner. Hi, Erica. Hi, how are you? I'm doing great, doing great. Erica joins us today. Let me give you just a brief bio on Erica, and then I'll have her fill in the gaps here. Erica has over 15 years in the sales and training industry, and she is widely known as the queen of networking and also the queen of connections. And we'll soon find out why that is when we get into our conversation. But it's mostly because of her success and her generosity in connecting professionals and business owners with resources and people that they need to grow their business uh, she also works with sales professionals and entrepreneurs as a coach and a consultant to help them put their best foot forward. And she's a popular professional speaker as well. Uh, Erica is also the host of a popular podcast, which is how I came to know her. And her podcast is called Power Factor Biz Chat. And we'll be chatting more about that in a little bit. And on her show, she interviews some of the most powerful and influential business leaders in the world. She lives in Southwest Florida, specifically Cape Coral, with her husband and two children. So once again, Erica, welcome to the show. And give us a little bit more on your background and what you do these days. Well, thank you so much, Henry, for that lovely introduction. Um, and I appreciate the opportunity to share today. Yeah, I um, I actually, as you alluded to in my bio, I actually started in the sales and training world, predominantly in the retail space. So when I initially started, I was working for companies like Victoria's Secret, retailers like Elder Beerman, Maurice's, Longcomb Cosmetics. And when I moved to the Southwest Florida market in 2005, I really wanted to separate myself from the retail world. It, I just really felt like you know, I'd like to try something different. And at the time, the construction industry was booming down here in the Florida market. So I thought, what the heck, let's get a job in construction. That's like retail, right? <laughs> Not that. really. Um, but my, my former partner at the time was actually in the construction field. And um, anyway, make a long story short, the company that I ended up working for was actually, of all things, a title insurance company. And they were extremely engaged in the community. They were very involved with the Chamber of Commerce. They were very involved with philanthropic efforts. And as part of the team, I now found myself in this situation of getting out there, shaking hands, kissing babies, being in the community, something that I had never really experienced before in my previous life. And one thing just led to another, another, another door opened up for me to work in the chamber of commerce space. So um, for many years, I had actually worked in the chamber of commerce space. And that's how I really got this reputation of connecting the dots with 
professionals, all the way from that entry-level position to the CEO, the top dog in these bigger corporations to get them the resources for them to grow and develop their own organizations. Excellent. Excellent. And very interesting background. And and so now you're in Cape Coral, which I'm familiar with where that is, because just across the river there, you cross over to Captiva and Sanibel, and I've vacationed many times there. It's beautiful uh, here. Yeah, it's it's beautiful. That's that's probably where we, my wife and I, will end up as we are going into our empty nester phase of life. But uh, yeah, it's it's beautiful down there. Mm-hmm. You, you've been down there how long? You said uh, since two thousand five. So as we're recording this, it's June of twenty sixteen. So um, just over eleven years. Wow, excellent, excellent. Well, great. Well, let's uh, get into it. We are going to focus today in this episode on a couple different parts, as we do often with guests like you, Erica. First, we want to hopefully get you to share your entrepreneurial journey because that's important to our listeners. And I'm always fascinated by that, how you made that transition from working for someone else to working for yourself. And then we're going to get into a lot of what you do now for small business owners and professionals, which is to help them be more efficient, more profitable, and have a more fulfilling, confident life. So that's what we're going to get into in this episode. But let's start with that transition. You mentioned you worked for various companies. You were in the retail business and construction business, worked for a chamber of commerce. What then clicked for you that said, I need to go be on my own and be my own boss? That's an excellent question. So I've got to backtrack a little bit because about three years ago, my husband and I made a decision that uh, really revolutionized the way our professional or personal life was was going. We were about six months into our marriage. Um, needless to say, you would think that six months into it, we're happy as all get out. Um, the challenge with that is that I was actually a new mom. He has two children from a previous marriage, and there was a lot of chaos, a lot of confusion. Um, we share custody with um, the girl's mom, and she's terrific. But there was a lot of confusion as far as, you know, I was working crazy amounts of hours at the chamber. I loved what I did, but it was lots of early mornings, lots of late nights, and they were confused about like, what was my role? What was my responsibility? So six months into it, my husband and I are like, you know, we've got to figure out a better plan. We've got to figure out, you know, we've really got to get a better handle on our lifestyle and our situation. So we sought help with a uh, personal and professional development coach to streamline and systemize some of the things that we were doing. And through that personal development work, I really started clicking. um, There were other things that were clicking in my brain to say, you know what? I could actually take my expertise and, and take it out there on the road. I mean, this will really fit my lifestyle with my new family. But I just don't know how the heck I'm going to do it. So there was obviously a process. I'm giving you the cl- condensed cliff note version of this. But, you know, really about it, I would say probably like a year into my coaching experience, my per- my own personal coaching experience was when the light bulb hit and said, you know what, I could probably do this and let's figure out a plan to make it happen. Very interesting. So if you think back, either childhood or early adulthood, did you ever think you'd be your own boss? Was that something that was even a thought for you back then? Oh, heck no. Interesting. <laughs> but you know what? I, here's the thing. Here's what's really funny is like, you know, we don't think about it when we're actually in these moments of our life, right? We don't really, we don't have the crystal ball. However, if I look back, 
I would have to say that like I'm the oldest of seven. So in some way, shape or form, I was always destined to be like in this leadership role, even though my siblings couldn't stand me because, you know, I was the boss (laughs) when my parents went to work. And but I just I guess I had always had this like thought that I could be the leader. I just never knew what that looked like. And I never knew that I could do that on my own terms. Yeah, yeah. So you you had that take charge character, but maybe it hadn't been modeled for you. You didn't think that was an option. So that being said, a lot of people in that situation, when it finally did start to make sense for you after you went through coaching, there still must have been that that lack of confidence maybe, or can I do that, or the fear of failure. How did you overcome any of that to actually get started? Well, I think, um, and, and perhaps we'll talk about this and expand upon it in a little bit. I think with the, the, the biggest breakthrough for me was actually getting rid of limiting anchors in my world. I mean, I had a pretty interesting upbringing and I don't, I don't necessarily think we have all the time to get into that upbringing today, but you know, I was an army brat. I, my parents were, were great. They did the best that they could, but you know, we had some challenges. And so those challenges kind of carried into like my, my beliefs about where money was going to come from and where like leadership, like, you know, how do people get jobs and how do they get pe- people get positions? of authority, a lot of those messages were really limiting me and my ability to like take charge and take ownership of my life moving forward. Working with a coach really helped me. They didn't tell me what to do. I had to do the, the work to really uncover like, you know, where the root of these anchors were, where the limiting beliefs were coming from in order for me to take anything to the next level. So I think, you know, the, the most important aspect of, you know, where I'm at today was because of of somebody else guiding me through that process, I didn't rely on myself to do it. Excellent. So limiting anchors or limiting beliefs. So you work with professionals and small business owners and helping them move forward to helping them realize the desires and the dreams that they have. Is that a common theme that you find with people? Is those that baggage or limiting anchors that they bring to it? Is that what holds a lot of people back in your experience? 100% of the time. Um, because like, I, I think that people initially come to me because, you know, I am the connection queen. I like to um, build strategic partnerships and, you know, I've built this reputation of being a resource in the community. So when people want that for themselves and they want that recognition for themselves, like, and, and ultimately they want to increase their bottom line, increase efficiency. I mean, there's there's some sort of like surface pain point that they want. But when we really start like peeling back the onion, we discover that it has nothing to do with where they're at presently. It has everything to do with like something silly that somebody said to them on the playground. I mean, like, I, you know, I hate to be like so like vague about that. But yeah, I mean, it can really boil down to, you know, kids picking on them because they were little peanuts when they were like in second grade. And, and today that same message is like subconsciously playing out in their adult world. It's crazy how that works, but it, it absolutely is the case nine times. I mean, I don't even say nine times out of 10. It's 100% of the time. Yeah, no, I can completely understand. It could have been something said in the playground. could have been something your dad or your mom said to you. It, it, there's all these things that we bring to it that are really underlying why we don't take that step. And that's what you do. That's that's what I, I guess that was you got help with in seeking coaching and what you do at, at bottom line 
for others is help them uncover that. And then you help them identify a path to get to where they want to go. Is that, is that a fair summary? That's of it? A, that's a great assessment of it. Because again, it's about like, you know, I can show you the how, like I, I, this was, this was like the big aha for me. If we want to talk like aha moments, like actually had went through my own personal development journey, decided that, you know what, I probably want to get my own coaching certification program, not because I wanted to start a business, but I wanted to help the, the business owners that I was dealing with in the chamber. I wanted to help them see some of the things that I was seeing. And then, of course, it just revolutionized the way I, you know, ended up doing things moving forward by by doing that process. And that's a story for a whole nother time. But I started connecting the dots. I said, you know, if I'm the one having, if I'm having challenges with this, I would imagine there are other people out there that are struggling with this and they just can't put their finger on it. So they need help identifying that. Yeah, great way to put it. All right, let's take a turn and get a little bit deeper into the tactics and the strategies. Uh, I, I know one of the things I believe you advise is building your professional network and how absolutely essential that is. Would you explain, at least from a small business owner's perspective, why they should go about doing this and what are the benefits? It's not what you know, it's who you know. And I'm sure, you know, your listeners have heard that. Henry, I'm sure you've heard that phrase before. But it is so much easier to get things accomplished in life if you can rely on a strong team of people to get it done for you. Now, I don't expect like anybody listening to this today that they just hand off all their tasks and their responsibilities. But I think like, you know, especially your listeners out there that are wanting to take their business to the next level. And if they're solopreneurs, if they're mom and pop operations, if they're, um, they're really trying to figure out how to like get in front of like tens of thousands of people, it's just so challenging to do it by yourself. I guess it can be done, but you're probably going to burn out. And so I, I find that when I work with other people, now it's a vetting process. I mean, it's not like I just bring everybody into my, my network because if I'm bringing them into my core group, I'm eventually going to want to refer them a piece of business. I want to make sure that they're smartly positioned to help my existing network with, with, with whatever product or service or, or resource that they might have. So um, it's, it's about going out there and finding those people, identifying who you want on within your network, and then being able to go out there and find those people. And we can get into the strategies, of, of, of course, um, throughout this, this interview today. But, but yeah, it's definitely more powerful to get other people on your team to help you do whatever you want. Yeah, and we I was chatting about this topic with another guest recently, and, and this comes up a lot because as entrepreneurs and small business owners, often we can find ourselves very alone on an island, and we resist sometimes reaching out for help, right? Mm -hmm. And that, that that is partly what you're talking about as well is leveraging others, but also reaching out for help when we need it for, with those trusted people that are part of our network, right? Yeah, absolutely. And you know, you don't, I like, I wouldn't seek counsel from 10 people, you know, like I, that's just irresponsible on my part. Um, but I'll, I'll seek counsel and trusted, you know, trusted advice from one or two. And that's why I have, you know, coaches and mentors in my world, but it's, it's all about really just establishing what you want and then finding those people that can help you fulfill it. Yeah, so related to that, you worked at a chamber of commerce. I volunteer at a at my local chamber here as a volunteer through SCORE. 
let's talk about chambers and how that can be a great source of other folks to become part of your networking, of networking in general. What is your advice for small business owners and their local chamber of commerce? Definitely get involved for sure. But I think what the biggest mistake that plagues a lot of people that initially join the chamber and then walk away from that experience saying the quote unquote, that didn't work for me, is that they don't plan ahead. They don't set the intention of what they want to get from that experience and what they can add to that experience. So there's two sides of that, what they can get, what they can add. So if you guys are listening to that, write that down. It's not about what you're going to get from that experience. It's what you can add to that organization. If it's a chamber, if it's a trade association, if it's a rotary club, you know, getting things from a group of people is just as much about providing value and providing um, amazing resources for that group as well. What you can get, what you can add. That's a great way to put it and making a note there. And, and I also have found that people want an immediate result, right? They want to go to a few functions, a few networking events, and then they write it off because they got nothing from it. It takes time to develop that network. Mm -hmm. Would you agree? Oh my gosh. I mean, I literally, it's a funny story, quick story. I literally moved here in 2005. So within a year, I was actually recognized as a, I mean, for a small women's organization, but I was actually recognized as their quote unquote woman of the year. Now that organization no longer exists. I mean, that was, that was, you know, 11 years ago, but within a matter of a year, I, I didn't know a single soul. The only thing I could give was my time and what I knew, right. And, and, and try to help as much as I can. So it is just a matter of taking that time, it took a whole year for me to build traction. And then from there, it took even longer for me to develop those relationships deeper. It takes time. Don't sweat it. If you don't get the results you want right away. I was actually very fortunate to get that honor within a year, but um, there are some people in this community that will never get those opportunities because they don't, they don't have the right intentions set out there for that. Yeah. Agreed. Excellent. Thanks for sharing that story. All right. So uh, something exciting is coming from what I understand. In July, you're getting ready to launch a new program called Power Factor Connection Academy. Tell us about yeah, that. Yeah. Thank you so much for that. So yeah, I mean, as I'm out there in the field, in the trenches, um, listening to people, their, their biggest challenges with networking is in connecting is number one, they, they are so overwhelmed with that they don't know where to start. Or number two, they're like at events, but they really don't feel like they're getting anything out of it. And that third element of it is that they go to all these events, but they really don't know how to turn those connections into opportunities for referral partnerships or, you know, potentially clients. So what we've done is we've created essentially a program. Uh, it's a membership-based program for people to come in that really at any level of where they're at in their networking efforts, especially those businesses that are that are service-based, you know, so the accountants, the consultants, uh, even realtors to some extent, because, you know, once their transaction and their sale is done, they've got to go out there and find more people to have listings and whatnot. So um, it's just an opportunity to really learn the fundamentals of relationship building and taking the focus off of what they're going to get but really giving them the skill set to add value to the groups and the partnerships that they're building. Excellent. So this, when I go through this program, it'll give me not just the obvious of how to make connections, although that'll be there, but how do I then leverage that into a, a real business opportunity and the fact that you got to give 
in order to receive, like you said previously, what, what can you, not what you can get, but what you can do and what you can offer in return. Is that, is that part of what will be part of this academy? Yeah, and it's actually um, a part self-study, part group, you know, part group academy, oh, which is great because, um, again, you know, we're talking about what you mentioned earlier about that isolated feeling that we as entrepreneurs get. Mm. So this is really a component for them to do the self-study piece, but then also to chime in with other leaders that are going through some of the same challenges that they are and how can they leverage each other's efforts to all win. Yeah. And so more information will be on your website when this is available for registration? Yeah, we'll be putting together a special uh, video series training to actually launch it here in a few weeks. I'm very excited about that. Okay, excellent. And of course, uh, we'll talk about all, all the places to find you at the end here, but at any time, we'll have it all also in our show notes at thehowofbusiness.com. Okay, so I read a recent blog post uh, on your blog. Great blog, by the way. A lot of great information there. Uh, and it uh, talked about focus. Uh, focus on who you want to serve. Focus on what problem you solve. Focus on how you do it better than anyone else. In other words, what's your competitive edge? So in this blog post, you talked about that. So that lack of focus is one that I always find as I'm working with people looking to start their own business. Just share with me your thoughts on that and this idea of focusing, especially to get started. One of the biggest mistakes that I made when I first launched my company was I, even though I knew, quote unquote, knew that planning is essential. I didn't really have a plan. I just thought, well, you know what? I'm going to continue and I'm going to leave the chamber. And I did. I left that I left that organization beautifully. I had two months to kind of train my successor. So everybody knew what was going on when I when I finally put, put in my notice. But I thought, okay, you know what? I'm just going to keep going along like I've been and everything's going to be great. The reason why a lot of people lose focus is they simply don't write stuff down. I mean, it sounds so simple, but they don't take the time to write out on a daily basis what they're accomplishing for the day and why is it important for the success of their company. So getting really basic, getting super clear on what your intention is for your day, not your week, not your year, but your week or your day, I should say, being grateful for where you're at, especially for the challenging moments, because I think as entrepreneurs, we we really relish in the the awesomeness and the, you know, the moments that are super high, but we get really disgruntled on, on the uh, low points. And that's all part of the process. So being grateful for those challenges and then defining the two action steps that are necessary for today to get you um, to accomplishing your intentions. So I think if we can put it into that simple context, it makes it really, really helpful for people to not lose focus. I mean, because you're just focusing on what you're doing today, not what you're doing tomorrow. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. A, a two-part follow-up question then to this. When you were starting, or if you were to go back now and start again, would you have developed an overall business plan that helped you focus on where to get started in this business? Or did you do that? Talk to me a little bit about that at a high level. In other words, all right, I think I'm going to go into this area of business consulting and coaching, but I've got to start here. Did you do that or would you recommend doing that? Yeah, I would totally recommend that. And I did end up doing that. But six months into my journey, when I started losing all my clients, you know, because I didn't have <laughs> like, I didn't have the focus. I just, I had a handful of clients when I, you know, when I transitioned out of my full-time nine to five and I thought, well, perfect. You know, I've got these guys, we're going to rock and roll 
they'll be with me a year. Um, no, that's not the case because I didn't define what I wanted. It goes back to that mentality, that mindset that we've got to, as, as business owners, we really have to have clarity on what we're doing as a business owner. And we have to like to release any of those limiting beliefs that kind of um, hold us back from either being naive about where we're going, you know, because we just have to anticipate that that things are going to fail. I mean, that that's all part of the process. And I, I think at some level, I thought I have a handful of clients, I'm just going to build upon this, there's no way I can fail. <laughs> and yeah, that was yeah. not the case. So yeah. And so then you mentioned that at a tactical level on a daily basis. So tell me a little bit more about that. Do you do you plan the week or is it every day? And then how do you prioritize what is most important? Because that's something I struggle with. Mm. And that's that's you're not alone in that, Henry. Yeah, I think that um, for me, I actually do plan out. I ha- I actually have um, a few people on my team now. I'm very blessed to have a few people kind of take away some of the techie aspects of what I do. Um, So I do have weekly check-in meetings with them. I do at the beginning of my month, um, actually the last week of of the month, I actually look at my month ahead and I say, okay, what is it that I've got to do? What are the core things that I always have to get done kind of a thing? And then what are some new opportunities that I'm looking to get into? Is it exposing more speaking opportunities for myself? Is it, is it, you know, identifying more podcast guests? I mean, you know, you and I both have a podcast. So, you know, I, I look at those things and then I, you know, check in with my team on a weekly basis. I check in with my my coach on a weekly basis. My husband's another one. He's my business partner. So, you know, there's all these people that I'm checking in with. And then my accountability to myself is the daily accountability that I do for myself. Excellent. All right. Thanks for sharing that. That's that's a great insight. So related to that, obviously, as we know now, you work with lots of professionals, lots of small business owners. When you think of those that are highly successful, and success is defined differently by everyone, but those that are highly successful, is there one thing that, that stands out that you can think of that has led them to that success? They don't do it alone. They just they just don't. I mean, if they if they're now again, I don't want to like say that people cannot do it. I don't want to be a Debbie Donner when I say that, but I think that a lot of us out there, if we're listening today, we're not just trying to impact ten people. We want to impact ten million, right? I mean, like you know, we have a lot of like amazing, high influence, high impactful people that are listening to the show today. So I think that if you start, start with where you're at. I mean, I don't expect everybody to bring 10 people onto their staff tomorrow. Start with where you're at, but then identify who is it that you, again, going back to what I, what you had mentioned earlier in the blog, who do I want to serve? What's the problem I solve and how do I do it better than anybody else? When you get clarity on that, then other things in the process that the how starts kind of putting itself together. I don't want to get all wooby when I say this, but the universe kind of magically lines itself up to give you those those steps or those opportunities to um, get what you want to bring people onto your team. But you've got to have that understanding that you're going to, this isn't all you, baby. It's got to be you know other people helping you um, see the vision and the mission of your company through to the end. Yeah, could not agree with you more. And, and that leads to the other question I wanted to ask, which the question I wanted to ask was, why do aspiring or existing business owners need business coaching? And that seems like a simple mm-hmm. question now. So what, what I'm really getting at is, 
I'm a small business owner, let's say. I'm extremely busy. I'm trying to put out all of the fires of the day. And I think that's part of why we tend to get isolated, right? Because only I can solve this problem mm -hmm. and that problem, and I've got to return this call. I don't have the time for coaching. But tell me why that's so short-sighted in your experience when you've worked with people. I'm sure you've had people like that and why it is so critical and specifically with business coaching to reach out for that type of mentorship. Well, again, it ties back to what I said earlier. I don't, I don't, I don't believe, I mean, I don't want to assume that anybody is in this, in this boat, but I know that when I set out to do, um, when I started my business, I didn't want to just change the lives of 10 people. I wanted to change the lives of 10 million. Um, so, so the only way I was going to get clarity on that was getting somebody that has already been through my steps, somebody that is already like, seen that vision through, like for themselves and have mastered it and then learn from them, stand on the shoulders of giants. Um, you know, and, and, and it, it's, it, for me, it's like, um, again, I think that we can, if we're taking the tactical approach of business in general, I mean, anybody can learn the how, but when we start feeling like, okay, well, I, I have to, or I should, like have tos and shoulds and needs, those are all limiting words. So um, if we feel like that we're the only ones that we can that can do X Y Z, um, I got to tell you, Todd Herman. I don't know if you know him, Henry, but Todd Herman actually went through his ninety day year last uh, in, Jan in December twenty fifteen. He broke my belief system on me taking on every single task myself. He said, in fact, it's costing you more money, but you doing all those little tasks is taking you away from what you ultimately want to do, what you want to be known for. So stop doing it, get somebody else to do it, and focus on what you're good at. Yeah, that's wonderful insight. Yeah, I'm familiar with Todd. And I think what happens on that point, I know I've struggled with it, is we, we got to shift from looking at it as an expense, meaning hiring someone, whether it's a virtual assistant or someone we hire on, to an investment mm -hmm. and the and the opportunity cost of that, right? That, that I need to be focused on adding value or, as I say, moving my business forward instead of things that can be delegated. But again, it, it's a struggle for small business owners. I know that personally. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this concept of reaching millions, I, I love the way you put that, it's a perfect segue into my next question. I want to chat a little bit about your podcast, The Power Factor Biz Chat. So what led you to start that podcast and what are you looking to accomplish with it? Well, um, you and I initially connected in John Lee Dumas's podcast, Paradisers Group. Shout out to him and, and that That's fabulous right. organization. Um, but yeah, I mean, I actually had a show called The Proclamation of Persistence last year. So in 2015, I had about 50 episodes that I released and um, it was great. We were talking about um, some of the trials and tribulations of business owners and entrepreneurs, um, but it really wasn't in the context of really helping people um, with the tactical side of things. We were telling a lot of great stories, but we were talking about the, the tips and the goods. So um, we took a took that storytelling aspect and we combined it with tips and, and opportunities for um, people to learn and really take that their business to that next level of greatness, whatever that looked like for them, but through that storytelling aspect. So we launched the Power Factor Biz Chat on April 19th. It's a three times a week show. It's very ambitious in terms of the recording schedule, but um, we're having a lot of fun with it. And we're getting a ton of great feedback. Yeah. I was just listening to an episode yesterday at the gym, which is where I usually listen to podcasts and it's a great show. Again, it's called the power factor biz chat. I recommend everyone to listen to it. I find it on iTunes, but, uh, it's available on her website as well. 
We'll, we'll give you that website link in a moment, but you can also find it on our show notes page at thehowabusiness.com. Um, all right, a couple more questions and then we'll wrap it up. You obviously have shared with us a bit about your personal life and everything that you juggle there. How do you or how have you found that you best maintain that balance between family life and your business life? Well, that's an interesting question. I actually love it for a number of reasons. Number one, I think that the illusion of balance is always going to escape us. Um, so I stopped I stopped thinking about balance. I just started thinking about where can I add more harmony and flow into my world? Um, so what's interesting is my husband and I, we travel quite a bit. He's in the personal insurance space, so totally unrelated to what I'm doing in the coaching space, but it kind of goes hand in hand. And um, we've actually had some beautiful opportunities to travel all over the country. And with that, we actually take those times. Like, so we might be traveling out to California and we'll, we'll haul. I mean, for like four days straight, we're lining up business oper- you know, business meetings, um, speaking events. We're actually organizing events and we were doing things in a really short amount of time. But then on the other end of that trip, on the end of it, I should say that we're, we're taking that time to take in the scenery, enjoy what's happening. But, but that's on, that's when we're actually traveling. But I think on a daily basis, and one of the things that I do is every Friday I get out of my office. I mean, I actually I'm, I'm I I do get out of my office quite a bit more so than other entrepreneurs that are in the online space because I, I have a very strong connection to my community. But I turn everything off on Fridays and I say, okay, what am I doing? How am I you know how am I recharging my batteries? I might be focusing on work related activities, but I'm not talking to anybody. I'm just really going to the beach or I'm going to a beautiful park and I'm taking that time to really invest in myself in my self-care and then you know doing things that allow me to be more creative it's 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 a perfect time for me to get that all in 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 a few short hours yeah wonderful insight so harmony and flow into uh into your life into your world i love that i take away from it in part especially what what you try to do when you travel with your husband to not stress so much about these compartments, but to have it all work together for you. Did, did I get that right? Mm-hmm. That that's that's what you're trying to do, as opposed to getting all stressed about. Well, this, this is this block of time, and this is that block of time, but to do it all in harmony, such that you end up at the end of the day feeling good about what you've done and who you've done it with. Yeah, absolutely. And the other thing I'll add to that, Henry, is um, it's all about putting life tasks together. So if you're scheduling, if you're the type of person that schedules your meetings like every, you know, whenever, you don't really have a tight time frame on that, then that's when you're going to start feeling, you know, chaotic and um, like you don't even have any control over the schedule. If you can say, you know what, look, Tuesdays and Thursdays are my appointment days and Mondays is this. I mean, if you can do that, you know, I would highly recommend you get into some sort of flow um, with your with your calendar like that. Yeah. And that is one of the reasons why we are business owners, right? Because we fortunately and hopefully get to that point where we do have that control and not always because there's crunch times, mm-hmm. but we have that control over our schedule. And to me, that that was one of the big drivers why I wanted to be my own boss. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So question for you. One of the last questions here. I'm a big reader of books. Mostly I read business books, but I read all kinds of books. Is there a book you've read recently or a resource that you would recommend to our listeners? Well, my dear friend Gretchen, I don't know if she's going to be listening to the show. I'm sure she will. I'll have to tell her to listen in. But um, she actually um, recommended that I read the book by Rich Lifton, The Prosperous Coach. 
So I know for a lot of your listeners out there, they might not necessarily be a coach, but I think there's some practical advice on slowing down the sales process. It's not about going in for the kill. It's about building the relationship with the person that you ultimately want to bring on as a client. As much as your, um, as much as they're auditioning you to know if you're the best fit to, you know, take care of their product or service needs you've got to be auditioning that person to know if it's a good fit for a client. So, and I know if we get out of that scarcity mindset and really start building the relationship with, um, with our clients, we can determine pretty quickly who's going to be a winner and who's going to be somebody we need to kick to the curb. And that was the prosperous coach. Yep. Is that right? Okay. Excellent. Thanks for that recommendation. And that again, folks will be in the show notes at the how well, Erica, you've shared tremendous knowledge. I've learned a lot. I'm, I will definitely listen back <laughs> to this episode to get some more out of it. Thank you so much for spending this time with us and sharing your knowledge. Well, I'm very grateful for the opportunity, Henry. Thank you so much for all that you're doing to uh, support the business community out there. You rock. Thank you. And so if uh, folks want to find out more about you and, of course, especially the upcoming Power Factor Connection Academy, where should they go online to find you? They can go to thequeenofresults.com. Thequeenofresults.com. Again, we'll have that uh, link on our show notes. And folks, you need to be watching and sign up as soon as possible for the Power Factor Connection Academy. I'm sure there's a place online as well where they can give you their email and you'll keep them notified of when registration opens for that. Yeah, I'm actually right on the homepage. There's actually a place where they can download my um, complimentary, the top 10 best networking practices, and that will automatically get them on the list for that opportunity to uh, learn more about the Power Factor Connection Academy. Perfect. And I should have mentioned by the time this episode airs, so when you all are listening to this, it will most likely already be live. <laughs> so let me make that clarification. So when you are listening to this, go over to the website. It will be live and available. Great. So thank you, Erica, once again. Our pleasure having had you on the show. Thanks again, Henry. Folks, thanks for listening to this episode of The How of Business. We appreciate your listening. If you're listening on iTunes, we would uh, encourage and thank you for subscribing to our show. And we look forward to having you on the next episode of The How of Business. Thank you for listening to The How of Business with David Begin and Henry Lopez. We hope you found practical ideas to help you start, manage, and grow your business. If you enjoyed this podcast, leave a comment on iTunes and go by LevanteBusinessGroup.com and learn more about Levante's resources to help you with your small business. Until next time, thanks for listening and go live your dream.